Hi, this is Jerry Edmond, and this is Success in Life. You know, I was just listening to a group of young people chanting for revolution in the country, and <laughs> I, I remember when I was young and dumb and all that fire and zeal and absolutely no place to put it. I mean, you know how it is. You don't like the way things are going, or maybe you hear about something that is that that is off, and you feel like you've got to jump in there and be part of the chant, and, and you're going to figure out how to either throw out whoever's in office or maybe just overthrow the government altogether, and we'll just call it a revolution. I mean, it's kind of exciting. I was part of a revolution. Come on, you know what that's like. You have so much fire, and you want to feel like you're part of something significant. And at that age, you kind of had the thought if you just had the revolution overthrew everything, that uh, you'd probably have a new government by the weekend and everything would be perfect as it was meant to be. Let's talk about a revolution. I agree that sometimes rogue nations need to be overthrown, but a real revolution is deeper than that. A revolution is actually one of ideas and, and thoughts. Uh, the, the overthrowing of, of a government and the shedding of blood is not the revolution. Now, that, that might be the means to initiate or enforce the revolution, but without real change of the former, when I'm speaking of ideas and thoughts, the latter, which is war and the shedding of blood, is nothing more than lawlessness and destruction. Many governments have been overthrown by warlords, but they themselves didn't have the ideas to sustain the country once they were in power, and the result was the total collapse of the economy. You know, I'm thinking of Zimbabwe. Wow. Boy, you talk about a mess. A few years ago under the murderous tyrant rule of Robert Mugabe, he took over the money and he killed anybody that opposed him. He took over the country and then he turned it under. I'm telling, he turned it under. Originally, whenever he first took it, his new government appeared anxious to attract foreign investments, and, and, and he declared that the white farmers were welcome to be an integral part of the new Zimbabwe, but it really didn't take long. Uh, the land seizures began to take place. Plans to redistribute the land peacefully was not exactly working, and, and ultimately his wartime buddies were sent to dispossess the white farmers and, and their land, often violently. And it was kind of done like this. You get up, get your stuff, and get out of the country now or else. And so they could either do that or die. And so his buddies, who had absolutely no concept of farming, took the fertile farmland and he, they, they turned it into desolation. I mean, they'd take these huge farming areas and plant little house gardens because that was really all that they knew to do. And, and the problem is, is that this led to massive food shortages and a dramatic downturn of the Zimbabwe economy. Under Mugabe, Zimbabweans were on the brink of starvation and unable to even pay for fuel because their money was worth so little thanks to this stratospheric inflation. I mean, many of them appeared to be millionaires, but uh, with this huge inflation, their money was worthless. I mean, here's what happened. 2008, 2009, the state's central bank printed so much of its currency, the Zimbabwe dollar, that the country experienced mind-boggling hyperinflation that reached 500 billion percent. And that was according to the International Monetary Fund. I'm looking at a picture of a woman who's holding a loaf of bread, and that bread cost 45,000 Zimbabwean dollars. And the result was that items such as a loaf of bread would often cost millions of Zimbabwean dollars. Inflation was only brought under control when they abandoned the Zimbabwe currency and uh, they used the U.S. currency as the main medium of trade. So you, you can see how, how quickly things can turn down 
when you have uh, someone who feels like they just can go in and take something over without the ideas, without the, without the plans, without something that was reaching beyond them. Uh, and so it's not just a thing of done of I'm I have a revolution and I'm 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 overthrowing something. You you got to have something more on the table than that. The nature of revolution may appear violent, but a true revolution is one of ideas and thoughts. A successful revolution should actually look like the slow grind of time. I mean, you want to start a revolution? Cool. But wait a minute, don't be like those fools at Berkeley who took to the streets with violence because their ideas were so weak and so thin that they couldn't stand in the light of an opposing view. I mean, that sounds like the dictator Robert Mugabe. If you want a revolution, share your ideas. Put them on the table of examination and see if they can take the heat. Let your ideas lay on the table and cook for a while. I mean, if you've really got something, it'll go someplace. Somebody will catch fire with your ideas, and suddenly you'll have the beginnings of a revolution. This is Jerry Edmond, and this is Success in Life. Go for it. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast about success in life. If you would like more information about this subject, or other materials or resources offered by Jerry Edmond, please go to www.jerryedmond.com.